Hello, horror hounds. Welcome to Sheebie-Jeebies. This is the horror podcast by fans, for fans, and about fans. As always, I'm your host, Sam Carlson, and this is the first installment of our Stranger Things Season 3 series. So rather than uh, binge the whole thing and give you an overarching review, we'll be marinating in the 80s nostalgia for each episode. And our first chapter is Chapter 1. Susie, do you copy? Oh, did I say we, by the way? Yes, we have a guest with us. Well, a guest host. Who dat? Uh, who dat indeed. Uh, it is tall Chris. Uh, do you use who dat because I'm from Louisiana originally? I find that offensive. No, it's just because I'm lazy. Oh, okay. And thank you for joining me on this journey because, I mean, since we are engaged, you're legally obligated to. <laughs> legally obligated to, exactly. I mean, it's just a small technicality at this point, but, you know, I'll put that in the prenup. I mean, it, it is your Netflix, so half of your Netflix account is mine now, so I guess I do have to engage in this with you. Yeah, I am the primary account holder, and I do pay for it, so you are required to do this with me. Yes. So I do appreciate it, though. Okay, good. So I guess uh, Stranger Things season one and two, you know, I don't remember shit about season two. I mean, season two was okay. Um, it was very kind of like filler. Uh, I feel like it was kind of like, we need a new season now. So they threw some out there. It's like, all right, we did that. What did we accomplish? Well, Steve's fucking amazing now as a single mom trying to take care of these five kids. Which they do reference in the in the new season, and I love it. Yes. Thank you for listening to the internet, Duffer Brothers. Exactly. Um, and Dustin, everybody loves Dustin more. Eleven is more annoying uh, because she has to go through this kind of like, I'm going to get more stronger and I'm going to do a thing phase, whatever. And they throw a random character in the first episode like, that seems interesting in season two. And they never touch on that again until Eleven has to uh, get stronger. Are we talking about Max or? Oh, not Max. No, Eight. Oh, well, she was only like, oh, God, that doesn't even count. Like the whole side quest where she like runs away, where Eleven runs away in season two and meets up with Eight and all those other people. It's not even in the Netflix season two recap. You just see her nope. leaving Hawkins and then she's back. You never see those people. Exactly. Though. She has a temporary goth phase, gets more powerful, then comes back. Like, okay, good, thanks. Yeah. I was like, well, that was useful. Not. I can't remember. Did, uh, I think eight died during that. So do we, do we, uh, fridge eight? I don't remember because, again, season two is just like a blur. But I think that's also part of the problem with like binge watching shows because you ingest and digest them so quickly mm-hmm. that you don't retain really much in the way of any details or you don't really hold on to a lot of the characters personality quirks and whatnot because like this you know our first episode is basically catching up with everybody and i had to be reminded who everyone was and what happened before oh exactly like uh, who's that redhead that's max who's that asshole lifeguard that's billy that's max's brother (sighs) yeah he's like the ultimate 80s villain he also played the Red Ranger in that new Power Rangers movie that came out where he's jerking off the bull. I, what? I never saw that movie. It's a long story. Uh, I guess. I mean, it makes sense. He looks like a guy that would jerk off a bull. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we open up and it's June 28th, 1984 in Russia. Because, of course, you know, we've got to have the, the Cold War trope uh, that we're still working with in the late 80s. Russians are bad. They're trying to destroy capitalism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's, you know, of course, that's going to happen. Yeah. And they're trying to open up a gate and they fail. And then the comrade general gives his head scientist a year to figure it out. But just to drive that point home, comrade general also well, has. The head scientist is alive. He killed the other one. 
Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. The head, he gives the head scientist a year, yes. but to drive the point home, he kills one of the, he has his muscle yes. kill one of the other scientists. Yes. And his muscle is basically like Darth Drago. Yeah, Darth Drago. Yeah. Drago, Drago. I must break you. Yes. And the dude chokes him to death. Yes. So that's fun. But, you know, is this a really ineffective Cold War strategy is to open up the gate? I mean, are they going to have demigorgons destroy Starcourt Mall? Is that how we're taking down capitalism? We have to destroy the mall? I mean, to be fair, like, when you get into war, you do some stupid, crazy shit. I mean, look at all the history documentaries on World War II and the occult. Hmm, like yeah. what? I mean, like that terrible Hellboy movie. That's a great weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? Because I had to fucking sit through it. Yeah, I did too. I was there. Anyway, we're diverging from the actual topic of this I know, fucking episode. I know. Oh my god. And I mean, I guess I guess you want to use some sort of biological weaponry. I guess opening up the upside down and releasing the hounds of whatever the fuck is fine. Yeah. But yeah. And then we flash forward to a year later, and we've completely missed the wondrous day of my birth. We've missed September 12th, 1984, the day I made my debut in the world. And I'm just, I'm a little miffed at that. Am I going to get a flashback at some point in this season to September 12th, 1984? Something momentous better happen. That's all I have to say. Otherwise, I am seriously canceling the Duffer Brothers on Twitter. Uh, something happened the day before 27 years later. What? Or did you forget? Forget what? 9-11. No, not, it's not 9-12. Yeah. 9-12 is what matters. <laughs> Never forget, 9-12. Mm. And then pretty much at this point, now we're doing the character soup where we got to catch up with everybody. So yes. let's talk about Mike and Eleven first because they are our oh, main characters. Yeah, they're our main characters. We're first introduced back to Mike and Eleven. Um, they're making out in Eleven's bedroom. That sounds like 9-11 a little bit. It does. <laughs> it does. Mike and Eleven. Uh, or Michael Evan. Is that, is that a person, Michael Evan? I'm not Googling that. Anyway. Um, so they're making out in uh, Eleven's bedroom while uh, Mike is too busy enjoying the radio and singing, which I think is a call to, like, the actual actor, Finn Wolfhard, being in a band. Yeah, I know. And it's honestly, like, it's gross. I don't want to see, because it's like, I've watched these kids grow up, you know, and I don't want to see them make out. I don't care if they're teenagers now and this yeah. is the story. I don't want to see them constantly sucking face, you know? And I mean, I guess it works for the Harry Potter weebs, you know, and they're into that because they watch little kids grow up and they really want to see them suck face in those later movies, I guess. I don't know if that happens because Harry Potter weebs are a little, it's a little too out there for me. Yeah. You know, but obviously we have plenty of Harry Potter slash fiction, so somebody's into that. And I'm not saying that Stranger Things slash fiction doesn't exist either, but y'all are nasty. Also, dude, what's wrong with Mike's hair? It's... Is it a wig? No. I don't... That's his actual hair. But it's like... This bowl cut is like the it's the bowl cut to end all bowl cuts. I don't know if it's like feathered and there's product in there or what, but it's like every season it keeps he keeps looking more like ha, like Toad from Super Mario Brothers. Like his <laughs> his hair is turning into Toad, and I'm just waiting for polka dots to part to start appearing on it. You know, what if you could do a Toad voice? I wish I could. Yeah. Eleven looks better than she did in season two. Um, it only allowed her to have more hair now, and she and also yeah. more personality now. Yeah, it's like the longer her hair gets, the more she's allowed to be a person. Exactly, like because you see her like kind of like fawning over 
Uh, Maya can be like, oh, I'm so in love with this person. Yay, I'm happy. It's like, oh, oh emotions. emotions. Yeah, that's what we were lacking. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we've got those two. And then Hopper is not happy with all of this sucking face. Uh-huh. Rightfully so. As I he's mean, angrily eating his 80s bag of Tostitos in his recliner in the living room. Yeah, and... Into, you know, like a champ, he's holding salsa between his legs like mo- like any normal person would mm. when they're eating chips and salsa, you know? That's how you do it. So, and, uh, there, you know, he's got some issues with this. He's struggling. Rightfully so, as a parent. Yeah. Well, I mean, how old are the kids supposed to be in this season? 13 or 14, I think. Are they in high school then? I'm, well, no, we're no, in no. High- We're in summer vacation. We're in summer right? vacation. Right probably going to go be freshmen. Oh, God. That's going to be weird. Yes. So, you know, and I mean, Hopper spends a good part of this episode trying to figure out how he's going to talk to Mike and Elle. Mm -hmm. And it's like Mike is like constantly emasculating Hopper and just taking the piss out of his taking the piss out of him until like Hopper says, Mike, you got to go home. There's something wrong with your grandma. And that's just so he can drive Mike home and give him a real like crazy dad berating. Yeah. Like he goes, like he finds his footing as crazy dad at the very end. And it's great. Exactly. Like, I he's can't like, wait for that. He's trying to find his lane. He tries to be uh, like um, Will's mom. Uh, Joyce, yeah. Joyce. Understanding. Uh, so be understanding and with her, blah, blah. Because he, he, she gives him a pep talk on how to talk to the kids. And he's like, that's not my game at all. Like, I can't do that at all. And he kind of realizes, oh, just go insane. That's what he's Make good at. Make him fear you. Okay, I could do this. Oh, yeah. What's my secret power? Oh, right. I'm the sheriff. And <laughs> I can shoot you and have it covered up. And no one would know. So... Speaking of Joyce, Joyce is uh, pretty much still working at the general store. Yes. Uh, which is going under because of Star Co- Starcourt Mall taking uh, the business away from the mom and pop shops. Downtown. Yeah. And so Joyce basically spends her time like giving heart to hearts to Hopper and then waiting on her one customer a day and then like being sad about Bob. Yeah. That's Why? Kinda, that's kind of life now. These are, I mean, Bob is great. Bob is awesome. I like Bob. He's fine. But I feel like there's going to be more to do with Bob because that picture of Bob on her on her fridge keeps falling down and making a note of it. Yeah, like her magnets like stop twice. working. Yeah, her magnets in the, on the fridge just like stop working so, like every single night. Yeah. And like if Bob comes back to life, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. So Mike, 11, Hopper, Joyce. And then we've got one of our favorite characters, Steve Harrington. Steve Harrington. Yeah. Steve's having kind of a rough time of it. He's, I think he's going through his Thor Ragnarok arc where everything is like kind of like how, like he's being shit on by the universe so much and he's going to have to like find his power again. Yeah, I can see that definitely. Yeah, because yeah. he, was, he, he still the, got both of his eyes though. Yeah, exactly. In the first season, he was kind of like the rich asshole kid, but then he kind of comes out in the end. Like I'm like, oh, okay. He kind of comes out and be nice in the end. Uh, and then season two was about him kind of like finding who his new self is and like he's like I'm this this caregiving person I like care about these kids yeah. I care about people in society in general and then this season he starts off kind of like yeah I didn't make it to college my dad hates me the state this fucking job you know uh, Chip oh, was it Scoops Ahoy yeah he's <laughs> working at this ice cream shop like uh, Nancy's broken up with him well, Nancy broke up with him last year. Like last the, se- last and season. Then, yeah, sorry, Nancy broke up at the end of the first season. Really? Yeah, because she kind of like, well, no. No, there no was she still... broke up with the last season. That's right. She broke up with the last season. Season yeah. two. Once again, more reason why season two was kind of like, eh. Even then, I don't, like, I never liked Nancy to begin with. Ah, uh, she's kind of a cunt. 
Yeah, she dates the serial killer. I know, like, she's really into Jonathan Byers, who spent season one stalking her and taking her picture so he could jerk off to it. <laughs> which I'm like, I guess, you know, Nancy probably doesn't... It's like Nancy doesn't have great taste in men. She likes the guys that treat her like shit, but then when they turn out to be nice, she's like, no, I like this other guy that treats me like shit better. Even though Jonathan Byers, I'm sure he, like, actually has genuine feelings for her. I'm sure. But he's fucking creepy. Yeah. And he looks more like a serial killer every every time. Every season. I know. Every season he looks more and more like a fucking serial killer. It's like his face is just slowly shape-shifting into Ted Bundy or something. Yes. It's, yeah. Actually, no, Ted Bundy was more attractive. Mm. I can't think of who he reminds me of. He looks like, I don't know, do you remember... Uh, back in the day, we had, you know, Joey Lawrence, uh, whoa, from Blossom. Oh, yeah. Not him, but he had a younger brother named Matthew Lawrence that was on Boy Meets World. Yes, Matthew Lawrence was on Boy Meets World. They also had a show called Brotherly Love, where it was all sure. three Lawrence brothers in once. Yeah, so for me, Jonathan reminds me of, like, a mongoloid Matthew Lawrence. <laughs> that's what this, the that's what's happening. middle brother. Yeah, I know, for real. And, like... So anyway, back to Steve. I ra- I need to talk more about Steve before yes. I can like approach the you know more of the shit of, of Jonathan and Nancy. Jesus. So, you know, Steve's working at Scoops Ahoy. He's always getting called the dingus by his cute coworker. Yes. He's lost his game with with the ladies. Like super lost. So his bad. Game. You know, like he like any lines he's trying to give, they're just like failing, failing so hard, and also. He didn't make it into college. Nope. So Not this even is, tech. Yeah. And, like, his hair is covered up by that stupid hat most of the time. Even when he takes off the hat and lets, like, the Steve Harrington hair go, he still has no luck with the ladies. With that uniform, does it help? Mm, yeah. But still, I feel like that's going to be the couple's uniform, the couple's costume of Halloween this year. Oh, I'm sure. I'm Absolutely. Sure. And then it's like our, our Stranger Things crew, you know, I'm not going to, you, you, the kids, they straight up refer to him, refer to them as Steve's kids. Oh, yeah, because, uh, because um, whenever uh, Mike leaves Eleven, he's going, he rides his bike down to the mall because they're going to sneak in to go see uh, Day of the Dead. And the way they sneak in is they have to take the, the behind the, the mall area that staff usually go down because they're not old enough to see this movie. Uh, they abuse Steve's pr- uh, privileges of working at the Scoops Ahoy. Exactly. So uh, whenever they pull up into the uh, ice cream shop, they're ringing the bell in the face of the the coworker, the cute girl coworker, uh, and Steve's like, "Steve, your kids are here." <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being a single mom. It is. It's only a matter of time before he turns to stripping. <laughs> These kids are just running over me. I know, right? And more on the long lines, along the lines of the kids, we've got Lucas and Max who, you know, are dating. And I think we saw that, you know, that was happening at the end of season two. I yes. think they were at the dance. Yes. And I like them as a couple. I just don't think they're going to make it through season three. We'll see. I don't know. Um, she is still being feisty, which is good. She didn't like change her character at all. She's more of her kind of feisty redhead character kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Lucas is more just kind of become little... Um, I guess less sort of manly. I don't know. He's, he's even more nerdy. I don't know. At times, like he's super awkward. Yeah, it's funny. I think it's just because like he really likes her, and you know, sometimes yeah. it's like he worries when she's making a joke that she's being serious. And it's like, oh, oh god, <laughs> kind of like you were in the beginning of a relationship. Yeah, probably. <laughs> 
So uh, we do have to talk. Also, Lucas's sister Erica is back in this in this season, and I'm so excited for it. She had the best lines last season. Oh, she did. Yeah. So there's a great scene in this uh, when they're going down, going through the mall. And Lucas sees his sister sitting with her friends eating ice cream. And, you know, he's like, isn't it past your bedtime? And then the greatest comeback ever. She's all, isn't it time you died? And I'm like, damn, Erica. <laughs> Holy shit. Savage. Yeah. So now we have to get on to, like, Nancy and Jonathan. Yeah. They're like, so they're... They're done graduated, too. Yes, they have they graduated. Now they're working at the local paper, the Daily Bugle. I mean, the... I don't remember what it was called. The, who knows? I don't know. The Hawkins Holler. <laughs> Could be anything. Hawkins Gazette. Who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I mean, there's, like... Jonathan's still living at home, and it's like Nancy sleeps over, and it's like Joyce is totally cool with them fucking in the house. Yeah, like, she don't oh, care. That's, pro- that's progressive. Good, good yeah. for you, I guess. You'll keep my son from being a serial killer. Thank you. I maybe as long. Oh, I mean, as long as Nancy doesn't leave him, yes. then that's where it all unravels. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Jonathan goes full Ted Bundy. I got to think of a better comparison. I need to brush up on my serial killer history. Maybe he'll climb a watchtower in Austin. I don't know. Oh my god, it's all for you, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Nancy is like just an office girl, but she secretly yearns to be a writer, like reporter. Yeah. Yeah, writer, reporter, journalist, which is basic, you know, which is the the default job of of any white woman in... uh, Look, she is an aggressive white woman. She has to be Lois Lane. Fuck you otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, Jonathan is finally making use of his creepy photography skills in the darkroom, and he's just, I guess, doing the pictures and stuff. Yeah. Which seems appropriate, because you want to keep that face in a dark room. (laughs) Absolutely. The face for radio. Ooh, Yeah. I really hope I, I really if that if he ends up on the radio at some point. Oh man, I owe you a soda. <laughs> so poor put upon Nancy. She has to deal with these chauvinist dudes that work in the office who I guess are just like the regular reporters. It's strange because they seem to be sitting in a boardroom like they're all like ch- like chairman of a board somewhere, and I'm like, yeah, there's, there's no really big boardroom in a, a newspaper. They're all like low level assholes. It's like okay, you think you're bigger than you are, but you're very tiny people still. Yeah, Unless I mean, the last name's fucking Busey. Oh, I know. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, Jake Busey playing the head asshole among the assholes. Like, uh, I say, Jake Busey in this series really makes me wonder if Gary Busey invested in cloning. That's what I wrote down here. Because, <laughs> no, I really think that, like, when Jake, when air quote Jake Busey was air quote born that was actually Gary Busey's clone and we just didn't think anything of it as as Jake Busey grew up it's like well of course he's gonna look like his father but now he looks exactly like his father to the point where I'm not sure which one of them's in the room was that Rachel Gould thing I don't know I think Gary Busey probably has bigger teeth though (laughs) probably yeah like a beaver I think that might be the only thing, but it's kind of like, you know, watching like, it's almost like um, when, like when Pokemon evolve, like your, your Jake Busey evolved into Gary Busey. <laughs> but yeah, I really hope that, I don't know what, I have no idea like what part Jake Busey's going to play in this, but I hope it's insane. Oh, well, I'm sure it's going to be insane. Yeah. Some of that. Also, I just thought about like Gary Busey being a beaver. Is Gary Busey a beaver? Like do his teeth get bigger because he can't chew the scenery because he's in less movies now? Hmm. Maybe his teeth are that big because he chewed too much scenery. Well, no. no, that wouldn't make sense because you need to chew the scenery to keep your teeth beaver teeth yeah, short exactly. so they don't grow up through your brain. Yes. Huh. 
So where's Gary Busey now then? More crazy than ever. Are his teeth longer? I don't know, probably. Does Jake Busey have him like in like some old folks home where they have to like come and clip his teeth every day? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I, the only thing I remember Gary Busey and late, like most recently was the ginger dead man. And that was just the first one. Mm-hmm. Because why would you come back and make more of those? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think we've covered most of the characters except... The, the one that nobody ever gave character development to? Will? Oh, I forgot about Will. I was talking about Dustin, but I forgot that I forgot Will's in this, too. Oh, no, Dustin's great. I was planning on bringing Dustin up, but We no. can talk about Will first because nobody cares. Nobody cares about Will. Will is literally a vehicle for this show. <laughs> and he was essentially, like, the star of the first season, kind of. He wasn't kind a star. Of, he was just a vehicle of, like, we got to find Will. He oh, was, but, Will's you know. lost underground. Oh, season two. Oh, Will's now possessed by the demon from the underground. Okay. Like, Will is just an empty void for this show to fulfill its MacGuffin-ness. Oh, my God. Will's the MacGuffin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Eleven is the powerful MacGuffin who we give all the power to. Will is just the unfortunate kind of, like, foil. He's the one that sets things into motion by his existence. Yes. Somehow. Because, I mean, that's essentially what happened in season two. Season three is going to be a little bit different, I think, because it doesn't look like Will is actually setting anything into motion. He just has to deal with the after effects of being possessed by, what, the Mind Flare? Mind Flare, yes. That's the stupidest fucking name. It's an actual D&D creature. That's why they talk oh, about... Oh, no wonder I was thinking it was stupid. <laughs> because Demi Gorgon is the first season, Mind Flare is second season, and Mind Flare is coming back in this season because he actually escapes. But how? We're not really sure how that happens. I'm just calling him the Shadow King because it's like X Men makes sense. Yeah, and I mean we were already calling uh, the, you know, Dustin's uh, put together ham radio cerebro. So exactly. fuck it. So speaking of Dustin, let's talk about Dustin now. Uh, yeah. Let me, well, let's finish up on Will. Too. Oh yeah. So well, the show's already finished with Will. They've already established Will's like he's going to be a, a vehicle to get the, the enemy out. Yay! Good job. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Will has like like he and has also, like. <laughs> He's also, got with, a spider Will, sense, essentially. Will, can, yeah, Will has the tingles, yes. because he The can, Willy tingle. His is working better than Peter Parker's. Exactly. Or, or uh, Will is an Outlander, uh, not Outlander, uh, a Highlander. He's got the quickening. Like, he's got that Highlander sense of, like, other immortals near him. Oh, who are the other immortals? The, the Mind Flayer. But how do you cut off its head? Because it's like a shadow. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, he has that kind of extra-sensory extra perception. I wonder if, like, Mind Flare and Will are essentially, like, inseparable at this point. Yeah, probably. So can it's, we cut it's off like trying to separate, head? <laughs> Trying to separate Will from the Mind Flare or trying to separate Wu from Wick Flare? <sighs> wow. Was not expecting that. <laughs> So it's like if Ric Flair, like, ever permanently lost his voice, mm-hmm. what would happen to the woo? Would it go out and, like, look for, an- <laughs> would it look for another host? Would it possess another Flair? <laughs> well, no, Charlotte already does the woo, so I guess we're safe. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, you know, we're keeping the genie in the bottle somehow. <laughs> but it's like when the Flair lineage ends, the woo will take over the world if it doesn't find another host. <laughs> and I got unexpectedly wrestling. Yeah, I guess that's that's all for Will. He still he's not really doing anything. He's no. also not he he ain't got no girlfriend. Oh, exactly. They made know. a point of like him not having a girlfriend. It's like it's like it's almost like Will's kind of like going to be. I don't know. I almost feel like they can almost make Will into a gay character by saying girls suck in the eighties. Mm, I don't know. 
I hope if they make him a gay character, they make it a little bit more, you know, like it's just a more natural, it's a, a more natural prog- pro- uh, progression for his character, you yes. know? And it's just sort of like, I hope it's like a Shinji and, and a Kaoru thing, like an <laughs> Evangelion. That would be amazing. Can you imagine it? Who would have been Kaoru? I don't think we've ha- we have one yet. Yeah. Because like pretty much all the other male characters are paired up. Like... Except for Billy, but... No, no, we're going to touch on that. Yeah, we, we'll have to Lord, mention... We'll, we'll, we'll mention Billy at the end when we wrap up the episode. Exactly. It's, the, it's near the end anyway. Exactly. All right, so fuck Will. Let's talk about somebody who's fun who's Dustin. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking Dustin's amazing, and Dustin is back. Yeah. And he's coming... Well, the first time we see him, he's coming back from nerd camp. Exactly. I mean, science camp. Yes. Where he is uh, gotten... Camp nowhere. <laughs> yes. K-N-O space... Oh, I don't know how to spell nowhere. W-H-E-R-E. Sure. Okay. Yeah, but Camp Nowhere. And I'm pretty, I get, what was that? The Camp Nowhere movie. Was that in the 80s also? Uh, no, that was the 90s uh, where Christopher Lloyd. That's the one. Uh, is hired to be a fake camp counselor for these asshole kids who just want to have sex with their teenage girlfriends. Yeah, that's right. And so he's coming back from camp. And the fir- and like one of the first things he says, because he's trying, he's trying to like use like I guess a CB radio or ham radio or something to get in like touch with all a ham his friends. radio, but like a really powerful ham radio he made. And he's like, come in. He's like, this is goddamn gold leader. Yeah. Oh no, it's a regular like his, uh, his regular walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the walkie-talkie. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, he's making a Star Wars reference there. This is gold leader. That's great. And guess what uh, Dustin got when he was at camp? The same thing all the other guys, but Will got. Yeah, a girlfriend. Although, of course, it happens in every friend group where it's like she either lives in another state or she's in, or she lives in Canada, Canada or she goes to a different school. Yes. And nobody ever sees her. And nobody believes him. Yeah. And her name is Susie, which makes me think of uh, that old uh, TV show on uh, Nickelodeon, Space Cases, where one of the girls had an imaginary friend named Susie. Holy shit. I used to I love did, that show. I love that show, dude. It was one of my very favorite shows. It was really weird seeing the Black Ranger lead as a group. Yeah, it was so good, though. It was a good show. But that's what I was thinking of, did you, you know. season two where Susie came out to be real? Yeah, and then Catalina was the one who was the imaginary friend. Exactly. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. It's fun, though. Uh, and she's apparently, like, from Utah and a Mormon, yes. and she doesn't have a telephone. So the only way that, you know, they can communicate is via like ham radio no 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 she has a telephone or, she can't talk to him oh because he's a boy what and he's not Mormon is this a boy named Sue no 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 no. she can't oh, talk she's, to him oh okay because Dustin's a boy not yes. because Susie's a boy Dustin holy is a boy shit I got confused and for a second. not a Mormon so yeah. her, that's what he says is the excuse of why they can't talk except for the CB radio yeah or the giant ham radios he makes the Cerebro yeah, this another thing nerd. is like a another nerd reference. You get it, guys? Nerd reference. Hey, <laughs> hey, X Men, X Men. Yeah, and we get to see the kids put together this what he calls the Cadillac of ham radios. Exactly. And I will say I'm glad uh, Eleven left. Not, this isn't help set up Cerebro because that doesn't end well for Dark Phoenix. <sighs> I. My brain just hit a brick wall. <laughs> there goes my train of thought. No, but I mean, apparently this thing can 
hit rate, hit frequencies from wherever the fuck because Cerebro is also a MacGuffin in this. Exactly. And uh, he tries to get in touch with Susie, and of course Susie's not there, and everybody's like, Susie's not real. We're going home. Bye, Dustin. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Wells is like, I want to play D&D only. Come on, guys. Right. We haven't played D&D in like years. I know. Will's like really stuck on that. I mean, yeah. Sometimes it was. It used to be hard for me to tell the difference between Will and Mike because they're both like pasty and have similar haircuts and they're skinny. Not anymore. Mike's hair is taking over. <laughs> I know. It's like those the the things that get stuck on your head in Futurama and then just took over your brain. Yeah. We'll just need a hypnotoad next. Yeah. Will's like hair has gotten like even more bowl cut Prince Valiant Streeter. Yeah, a little bit. And so Dustin ends up picking some weird frequency from. What a coincidence. Russia. Yes. Yeah. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's kind of like, that's what all our main characters are up to. As far as the Mind Flare, I'm just going to call, like, I'm going to call it Shadow King. Mind Flare is too stupid, though. Mm-hmm. So apparently, there's this huge blackout, and that, uh, at this, I guess it's a steelworks, right? Yeah, the steelworks is where it manifests. But yeah, there's a huge blackout in the city. Knocks all the power out for like a minute or so. <coughs> um, and then uh, it's probably the Russians doing that because they were making secret code at the time. Yeah, and I'm, wonder- I'm guessing maybe it's because uh, the that the Shadow King appears because in that particular area because those are probably the matching coordinates over in Russia just like upside down or reversed possibly or it could just be it, the wall is already thin in Hawkins from yeah. the previous times you fucking went to the wall but I mean if that's the reason why the Shadow King shows up again then that's you're basically saying season 2 is you know we didn't do anything useful in season 2 because we shut the fucking gate in Hawkins yes and then this thing just shows back up in Hawkins like haha I'm back JK, 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 LOL. And it, you know, it shows up there after this blackout. Cause I guess it needs to like get electricity to manifest itself because mm-hmm. sure. Exactly. And then it starts like summoning rats to it. Exactly. Cause like, he has such a wonder- wave of rats. Cause he has such wondrous sights to show us. Yes. And, like, as soon as these rats get near the Shadow King, they just start exploding. It's yeah. like the Cherry Pop and Ratties. They were really big in the 90s. Remember when we had the, that brief swing era? Cherry Pop and Ratties. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Zoot Suit Riot. Zoot Suit Rat? No. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was trying for a better joke than that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good one. Oh. Yeah. You already missed my Hellraiser reference, but still it's fine. Oh, no. I got it. Uh-huh. I was I was there. Okay. <laughs> and, and, yeah, just uh, then... You know, Billy. Uh, oh yeah, because Billy Max's... is so. All right, so now we can talk about Billy. So Billy is the the town hunk that all the old moms love to look at as they change uh, lifeguard positions. They like specifically go out to the pool just to ogle Billy, because women don't ogle men at all. Nope. No. Not at all. Anyway, um, so they're there. Billy starts hitting on uh, Mrs. Wheeler, who is um, Mike and Mike Nancy's, and Nancy's mom. mother. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if he's doing it because he has a milf fetish or because he really wants to get back at Mike and Nancy. And the best way to get back at him is to fuck their mom. I d- uh, maybe uh, both. Uh, column A and column B. A uh, uh, little bit. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so uh, Billy uh, hits on her hard. Uh, and she's and he's like, hey, meet me tonight for a special private swim lesson. And she's like, 
all right, fuck my marriage. Yeah, and she... And, like, she's getting dressed up, getting all nice looking. As she goes downstairs, like, she takes off her wedding ring and everything. As she goes downstairs, she sees her husband sleeping in the chair with the youngest daughter. Like, oh, that's cute. That's what I should really want. But no, fuck that. I want that hot teenage 17-year-old kid's dicking me now. Yeah, we see the implication she's leaving the house. Yeah, oh, no, I'm sure that, you know, yeah, Billy is probably graduated just as much, you know, around the same age as, like, Nancy and Jonathan and uh, Steve, so. Yeah. Um, It's just Billy's so gross-looking, and I know he's supposed to be the hot dude, but it's like, you know, like, he's probably, like, one of those dudes that only fucks without a condom. It looks like there are probably crabs in his hair. It's so gross. They just naturally form a mullet. Ew. Yes. But anyway, so Billy is off driving his uh, He-Man muscle car. Uh, It's a nice car. I still like it. But still, anyway, um, driving it to go pick up uh, Mrs. Wheeler or meet her for their date. Um, And then uh, he's driving past the steel mill and something hits his window. You're like, ah, freaks out. It was an invisible MacGuffin that he ran over. Exactly. Something's like all sticky. It's weird. It it hits his car. He spins out, crashes, hits his head, bleeding from the head. He's like, oh, God damn it, fucking car. God damn, concussed. Yeah, exactly. I'll get all pissed off. Uh, And then the Shadow King's like, oh, fresh meat, and grabs him by the legs, drops him, hits his head again, and pulls him away in like the most 80s horror movie fashion I've seen in the show. And it's like, wee! And Billy gets fucking eaten. Either eaten or possessed. I'm thinking he's become possessed. Uh, yeah, it seems that, that, like it's that like seems more likely for this uh, 80s trope. Yeah, because I feel like we can't barb him right away. Oh, no. No, we can't barb him right away. There's got to be some use for Billy, and it's probably so the, the Shadow King can have a human form. Because, I mean, he was probably kind of trying to do that with Will. Exactly. Because we, we already established Billy as something we should focus on. Nobody gave a fuck about Barb until she's dead. Then the internet, like was like, oh my god, Barb, we love Barb. And then the creators are like, oh shit, we'll, we'll, we'll show her justice in season two. <sighs> no Barb. There will be no justice for Barb. We saw her glasses in the upside down. That was it. Like, oh, it's great. Now we super know she's dead. Thanks. Yeah, and they didn't even bother pulling her body out either. Nah, fuck that. Nah, fuck it. What good's it gonna do? Exactly. And the whole town already forgot about Barb. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, and it seems like he's gonna be the gonna be the host for the Shadow King at this point. Yeah. Because I mean, like, how can we make him more of a villain? I know. Yeah, that seems right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all in all, uh, I thought it was a good start to the series, and I like that. You know, we're just kind of taking it one episode at a time too, because I have more stuff to think about now. Exactly. This is more time to adjust everything. Mm-hmm. So, any thoughts about this episode that we didn't cover yet? Uh, nothing really. Uh, I'm trying to look out for like things they're they're trying to set up for the rest of the series because you know like shows like this always do that. The first episode's always kind of like, oh, we hit it at this here and we hit it at this there, blah blah blah. Like, there's gonna be something involving Day of the Dead, like a scene from Day of the Dead. Like, oh, I remember that from Day of the Dead. They brought that back into this now. Hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like Billy could be the zombie king or something like that. Oh, Bob comes back as a zombie. Dude, that'd be epic, but yeah. I don't know. It's like, I know everybody in the world's already binged it on Twitter, but somehow yes. I haven't seen, like, really any spoilers for it, and I'm trying really hard to avoid, like, horror Twitter spoilers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
but yeah so that is the ep- the end of our first uh, episode but uh, until uh next time uh, we'll go out with a few plugs of course because you know i need attention on the internet i'm out there Sheebie-jeebies, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram. We're always there. As far as uh, listening to the podcasts themselves, we're on podcast.com, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes or Apple, whatever the fuck they're calling it now. Uh, we're on CastBox. Uh, you can pretty much find us on your your uh, pod, bleh, your podcatcher of choice. Uh, and if you want to drop us a line, you can always do so at sheebie-jeebies at outlook.com. But until next time, stay tuned for Chapter 2, and uh, also avoid any unnecessary head trauma. You don't want to end up like Billy. Bye. Bye.